Guess what? What? I'm really excited about tomorrow I get to go and see my new tattoo. What are you going to get? I'm getting a big cover-up piece. It's going to be like a big nature thing of like a tree and a big lightning storm and water and all this. Okay. So what are you covering up, first of all? Oh, my God. Literally. Um, Yeah, it's my Jesus tattoo that I got when I was a kid. When you were a kid? When I was like 18 or 19. Are you religious? I was raised in a very religious household and had that for a long time. And now I am not. So but I am as well. It's yeah, still a part, it's part of me. Of it never goes away. But I don't obviously go to church. Mm-hmm. I was raised Catholic, so now I'm mad at the church for doing all the molestations. Mm-hmm. Right? So I've got that I'm upset about. And then the other thing, too, is like I still carry a spirituality and a morality and all this. But like uh, no one religion should be able to hold on to it or claim dominion over it. So like I have... Many thoughts. I think I'm a very thoughtful person about all of that. And Mm -hmm. obviously my upbringing informs it. But more, the tattoo is just a bad tattoo. Can I see it? Let me describe it. Oh, oh, gosh. Okay. It's bad, right? Okay. So it is what looks like Jesus. Yes. And it's on water. The water is whooshing up up the skirt of Jesus. And the face is like... They could have done a better job on the face. Well, let me just tell you, they didn't do anything. I drew that. Oh, sorry. With like pencil crayons, and I gave it to a tattoo artist, some tattooing guy in the small town I grew up in. And I was like, I just, I want it like this. And he's like, great. And he just took it and literally like Xeroxed it onto the press on. He let you do that. And, and I, at the time I was like, oh, this is, that's kind of cool, I guess, because it's like I drew my own tattoo and it. Yeah, it does look kind of kitty and everything. Yeah, it really does. Like, it's like a nose is just a you But <laughs> I, that's it. Like, I am not a good artist. And then the eyes are just like pencil. Well, because I drew it with pencil grains. Yeah, I guess so. Man, so- I'm sorry. I, wait, let me see it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the coloring's good. Well, I had the coloring redone a few years ago oh. by a better artist, but then I also had it lasered a year or so ago because then I was just like, oh, wait, I actually don't want this at all. Right. So I went ahead and lasered, and then the lasering sucks so much and hurts like hell and doesn't really do that much. Mm-hmm. So then I was just like, okay, now I just need to cover this up. Okay. Because two things. Number one, it's just a, number one, it's a shitty, shitty tattoo. Mm. It just looks shitty. But number two, it's like in your, it's huge, number one. It's like my whole arm. Yeah. And then it's very like in your face. And I don't want people to like think something about me that isn't true. Right. Do you know what I mean? They like see this bad Jesus tattoo and they're like, oh, does he love Jesus so much? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I almost thought like, oh yeah, but you know, it'll always end up representing how I was raised, even if I don't believe in it anymore or whatever. But now it's just like. No. People, but people don't want to have that conversation with you. They it's, just get a glimpse and they make assumptions. Yeah. It's giving people the wrong idea. But I mean, yeah, coloring up that is awesome. I'm excited for your new tattoo because you told me the ideas for it. And it's going to be good. It's going to be really cool. I hope. I think so. A thunderstorm? That's freaking cool. Yeah. A big lightning storm over a big tree or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I Hopefully it looks good. I'm going to a really talented artist to all my other tattoos. All my good tattoos are done by her. Right. Who, when I brought to her a pencil crayon drawing, she was like, okay, I get it. And then she redid it with artists, mm-hmm. artisticness. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because she can actually 
design. Anyways. Well, I'm looking forward to that. My long nightmare. My When's tattoo. the actual tattoo date? A couple of weeks from now, I think. Okay. Yeah, so cool. hopefully it'll be all done by the summer. But you were saying this week you have no tattoos. I don't have a tattoo, no. I've had ideas for them. Mm-hmm. And we talk a bit about this on the podcast, I believe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I had like... I have this idea for this, my first tattoo, and mm-hmm. I've had this idea for like five years now, and it's just like on my leg, but it's massive. Like I want a full leg piece kind of thing, okay. which is kind of scary for a first tattoo, and I don't have any other ideas. So I kind of want to dip my toes in before I commit to that huge piece. Why? I don't know if I want to commit to being a tattoo person. Right. You know? And once you get one, that's it. Yeah. Like even if you got a small like Pinterest style, like, Something. And be like, oh, no, tattoos aren't for me. I'm not going to do that big one because right. I didn't like it. Well, why don't you do that? Why don't you get like something like an inch? But then I'll have a tattoo that I don't really want. <laughs> well, no, get something that you want. Well, I don't know what I want. That's little. Because <laughs> those I, are trendy, right? Yeah, but I that's what I don't really want. Cool. It's just a trendy tattoo. I, But I think that those ones are getting trendy because this generation now of mm-hmm. like people who are even your age like 20s like young 20s are seeing my generation in our like 30s covered in these big blotchy bright colorful tattoos and being like oh that is a mess mm. oh, okay you know what will look good actually is like the line work the fine black lines those just like look good and keep looking good yeah. and still kind of show off your nice just body maybe I would think I would do it in more of like a classic style, like a like American or whatever it's called. What is that called? Like oh, like classic, like Americana. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Sailor Jerry style. Yeah, that sort of thing. Those are cool too. Yeah, because they're kind of timeless, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that, right. or like Art Nouveau kind of style. Something like a, a past style that still is good to this day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going for, but. Who knows if it'll actually happen. I met a grandma once mm-hmm. and like on her 90th birthday, she started getting tattoos. That's what I wish I would have done. That's pretty cool. Otherwise, you are you have like an 80 year old <laughs> or 70 year old tattoo. You yeah. Know? That's the commitment mm-hmm. of like that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean to shit on the lasering. I think it works for some people. It just didn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talk about other tattoo trends like semi-permanent tattoos in the podcast. Yeah, which yeah. is a really fun and neat idea. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that in lots more and more and more and more, more. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends. Big news today. Huge news. Uh, do you want to explain it? Sure. Um, off the newswire, uh, the National Energy Board ruled this morning that while there is significant environmental risks to the BC coast... Uh. The Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion project should still be approved by the federal government. So the National Energy Board gave their blessing for the project. Essentially, yeah. Now, if you look deeper into it, they have um, they said that they will approve it. They are giving it its blessing with 156 conditions mm-hmm. if it isn't approved by the government. Well, let me read you some more things they said. Mm-hmm. They said significant risks to killer whales from tanker traffic. They said that it would triple oil tanker traffic off of BC's coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and uh, and they, they have to do at least 16 new measures to protect marine life, including increasing marine spill response and reducing emissions from marine vessels. So, I mean, part of me is like, all right, well, if they're just going to plow this thing through anyways, at least this board is imposing these things that you yeah. have to do to, you know, yeah. mitigate the impact and, and recognizing that there is that impact. Rather than just, you know, sticking your head in the sand and being like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to hurt anybody. They're, mm-hmm. they're realizing. Um, so at what point are you like, well, then why? Why are we doing this? This is what it says. There are significant benefits to the project. 
and that it is in the public interest and it and says the risks are justified. Yeah. But <laughs> then again, there are, you know, other environmental groups saying that uh, it is actually not in the public interest mm-hmm. and uh, vowing that it will never be built. So there are still people fighting for it. Oh, right? yeah. So we both spent an hour watching a cat live on on uh, Facebook today. Friday is our busiest day, and yet we blasted an hour <laughs> watching the Captain Marvel's cat on Facebook. Yeah, what a great way to promote Captain Marvel is just have a live feed of, what was it, Goose the Cat? Goose the Cat. Very good cat. The most normal, <laughs> non-special looking regular orange cat there ever was. Yeah. But it's going to be in a movie with Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson. That's right. So they stuck a live camera on it for an hour. Mm-hmm. It did normal cat things. At one point it got up and then they're like, where did it mm-hmm. go? And they had to wrangle the cat. Yeah. It chased a laser pointer for a bit. It sat with its eyes closed, not sleeping, but just sitting. Yeah. It showed the camera its butthole. Oh. All the cat, cat stuff the cats do. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love when cats do that, right? Like, I don't know about that. Hi, please. I need I need a comfort from a cat right now. And they're just like, hey, here's my butthole. Please turn around. <laughs> That's what cats do. Yeah, it was a very exciting morning watching that. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess the release is coming up soon. Yeah, a couple of weeks from now. We're all really excited, all the, us nerds here at the radio station, uh, for this Captain Marvel movie. Uh, it's going to be the first Marvel movie with like a female lead, which is really, really exciting mm-hmm. because... Marvel makes great superhero movies, but taking 20 movies to get a female lead. So yeah, like, it's ridiculous. like, finally, yeah. it's going to be a great 90s love uh, note because the whole thing is set in the 1990s and mm-hmm. it looks really, really good. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. And uh, it actually comes out on International Women's Day. Oh, right on. Mm-hmm. You're doing a little something special for that, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Well, we are. It's going to be part of uh, our show leading up to International Women's Day, which is uh, March 8th. We'll be having a whole bunch of different artists uh, in Victoria because we have such incredible female musicians in yeah. the city. And uh, they'll each come in and do a live performance of like their favorite song of like a female rock kind of legend or whoever influenced them growing up. Yeah. Um, so that will be pretty cool. Yeah, we'll have uh, different live performances and interviews of uh, local musicians leading up to it. Can't wait. Yeah. Paul, are you still listening to Lady Gaga in your headphones? <laughs> yes. The shallow song is very passionate. Okay. Are you actually listening to it right now? <laughs> Turn it up. Turn my computer on. You'll hear it. No, I can't. Oh, no. I'm falling. Okay. <laughs> you cried, right? I cried you- during that movie, okay? Okay. Come on, it's going to get good Let, right now. Let's give away these tickets. One more time. Pot, 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 pot. Change. There it is. It's so good. Okay. No. Shallow. I'm sick of it. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> In the shallow, la, 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 la. Paul. What? No. Focus. Sorry. Are you still on? Focus. Yeah. What are we doing right now? Do you want to repeat it back to me, please? I was not listening. <laughs> Everyone's what? saying Paul is my worst nightmare when he's singing. <laughs> uh, recently, I Marie Kondoed my closet. Stud! Yeah, I got rid of probably like more than half of the clothing in my closet. It was just piling up. Things that I hadn't worn in a year. That's my rule, right? If I haven't worn in a year, doesn't matter. If I think I'm going to wear it in the future, I'm getting rid of it. 
Um, so I have this huge bag of clothing and now it's a matter of, you know, giving it out to my friends and then with the leftovers, mm. taking it to different places. Um, but I am learning more that you can actually recycle your clothing. So beyond the thrift stores, say if a clo- piece of cloth is like ripped or, you know, it's stained or whatever, you just need to throw it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you should not put it in the landfill because it just gathers in the landfills. It doesn't do anything. It just kind of clogs everything up. And uh, in Vancouver, they were saying over 20 million, was it tons? Kilograms, 20 million kilograms of textile uh, just last year were collected in landfills. Um, So a lot of people are putting out campaigns trying to show people that, hey, don't just throw them out. Find new uses for these clothing. Yeah. Uh, The first thing is if you have like an old T-shirt, use that as a rag. Totally. Right? Why wouldn't you? Uh, Shoelaces and things like that, those become useful within the household as well. Um, If it's something from your past, say like acid wash jeans, those are in (laughs) style again. So maybe give them to a friend. Yeah. Um, Of course, give them to uh, local thrift shops. But they're also saying that there are recycling um, places uh, too. H&M, one of them. You can bring a bag of clothing that you want to get rid of, and they have a recycling program there. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. And a lot of thrift stores, if they aren't going to put it on the racks, they actually recycle it. That's, That's pretty really great. Good to know. We hear a lot about the different things we can do for the environment, mm-hmm. and uh, we should be talking about this more. Um, the fashion industry is a massive contributor to just waste and landfill and junk. Yeah. And uh, we don't think about it, and especially... You know, like uh, there's new fashion turning over. Like it used to be like seasons. Yeah. Now, like every month there's like a new fashion and this like this fast turnover fashion is just yeah. made to make the fashion people and the clothing manufacturers more money. Obviously, they want to keep you buying, buying, buying. But then you got all these clothes you don't use anymore. Yeah, right? and a lot of the time it's not like ethically sourced material and it's not really doing any good for yeah. anyone. Um, so yeah, they're saying that if you want to, uh, you know, have that kind of fast fashion, maybe think in the long term, think of classic fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Those ones that you spend a little bit more money on, but you have for longer periods of time. I headed over to Art Aronson's house yesterday. We were watching the Oscars together and I did, I pulled what I think is a pretty power move, Jen. Yeah. I know you would just have called uh, one of these delivery services to get them to do this for you, but I actually went to a movie theater. You calling me lazy? Yep. Okay. Went to a movie theater, <laughs> walked in, bought a sack of popcorn, yes. and then brought that to the party. And I had movie popcorn while I sat there watching the Oscars last night. That is such a good move. Done that before. It's excellent. Is Okay, Oscars parties, are they the same like Super Bowl parties where the snacks are really good? I mean, yeah, that's up to your host, I think. Yeah. And I'll tell you this about Art Aronson. Oh, sure, he's so boring, but... Oh, don't say that! Kidding. No, I'm just so kidding. I love, Art. I love Art. He's great. He's great. He's at home today. Um, uh, no, it's a, he put out an amazing spread. Okay, good. He's a good host. If you go to a bad host to a Super Bowl party, bad food. Mm-hmm. Art's a good host. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, what delicious popcorn thing did you have? Yeah, I've been kind of getting into different popcorn combinations lately. Um... I found this one at the store. It's popcorn, just regular popcorn with a little bit of salt, but there's chocolate and raspberry drizzle on what it. What the heck? On it already? On it? Yeah. It was so good. Because you know when you're sitting and you you want candy and you want chocolate, you want the sweet, but you also want to just eat a whole bunch of it and not feel as bad? Yeah. This was like the perfect snack because it covered everything, you know, the salty, the sweet. It was un- incredible. That does so that good, could be actually. something like to try chocolate that you don't have to raspberry? buy. Yeah, dark chocolate, raspberry drizzle on popcorn. Woo! Okay. <laughs> 
Well, because people put like M&Ms in their, in their popcorn in the movie theater and things yeah. like that. But this is just kind of all together, perfectly a, mixed. It's a lucky dip, though. You Lucky dip. You're like, ooh, yeah. got a lucky dip. Got an M&M. Well, every dip is a lucky dip with this one. <laughs> all right, Jen. <laughs> Everyone comments about how much they love your performance <laughs> on the Tommy Guns commercials. Fine, we'll go to Tommy Guns. Don't worry, little man. Okay, we've gotten so many messages. <laughs> These have been running for a long time. I know that you're a little shy about it's your not singing me ability. Being shy is me just not. And I love it so much. I think it could be more than just Stop. you singing Tommy Guns. Stop. So I have written some things here for you now. Will you please sing in your beautiful voice? No. Here I have you. You choose which one you like. <laughs> Pastrami buns. <laughs> I love pastrami. Balmy chums. What does that mean? Oh, we're chums. We're hanging out. Is, and it's balmy outside. It's balmy. Okay, this one's a little bit controversial. Mm. Commie nuns. <laughs> right? They've taken the habit, but they're also oh socialist, gosh. communist. Okay, how about this? Everyone hates getting in the store in the produce section and finding scrawny plums. <laughs> This might be gross. What would a zombie leave behind? Zombie crumbs? Oh my gosh. Oh boy, I've got the... How many do you have of these? I've got the Jolly Runs. Oh, you know when you drink too much coffee and you get (laughs) coffee tongues? And finally, oh, I've got the bad heartburn and a hankering for seafood. Time for me to break out the calamari tums. Oh no! Which one of those will you sing for us, Jenny? Um, if you pay me a lot of money, okay. I need to get some some profit out of this. Okay, a hundred bucks. Obviously, you're a performer, so a hundred bucks. This is money. Yeah, that is money. Wow, you just carry money on you? It's cash money. I never have that. I'm Look so excited you. to have money. Okay. I'm really upset about this. Do you need these headphones here? No, I got it. Ladies and gentlemen, performing. A new take on her classic of the Tommy Guns <laughs> commercial. Here now is Jenny West singing Scrawny Plums. You need to give me $100 first. You promised. <clears throat> Two Scrawny Plums. Is that good enough for you? To get the money, you have to br- do everything. You have to do all the ones that two, I've got. Two Commie Nuns. No, no, no. Paul, I know last week you were concerned that uh, without a host this year for, <laughs> was it the Oscars, the Grammys? Oscars. <laughs> um, that it could be either like a dumpster fire or yeah. it could go, could go really, really well. Right. How, how was it? I loved it. Yeah? It was so much better because the only thing that really comes out of a host is either it's like it's fine or it's horrible and cringy. Mm. So just get rid yeah. And it was so much better. The show started with, like, Queen performed. There was no stupid, dumb, boring monologue with lame, lame jokes. Mm-hmm. And rolled right into it and just got her going, kept it moving. No guy coming out and making a bad joke. Just get on with it. It right. was so much better. Look at Here I am. I'm a guy who hosts things. I am a host. Mm-hmm. I see the value in it. A radio show or a hockey game or whatever unnecessary in this when you're just trying to keep things rolling in this yeah. dumb award show because here's the thing really thing about it this has to be so safe 
award shows have to be like a little bit glamorous and they have to be like nice and nice, mm. nice, nice and safe, safe, safe. So you can't really do anything all that fun or exciting or like dangerous or edgy or whatever because people are going to hate it. Mm. So if you're not going to do something interesting, don't do it. Yeah. All right. Well, get over. It. I'm, yeah. I'm glad it worked out. Do you think they're going to do it again? They probably will. I think I every award should. show. Yeah, you put a bunch of comedians up on stage anyways to make presentations one mm-hmm. at a time. Good enough. Why make one guy or girl go up there and, and host the whole thing? It's stupid. I, I loved it. Yeah, nice. It That's better. good. Good news. It was too bad that there was so much controversy about Green Book winning. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I get it. There was a lot of uh, kind of backlash that that movie had this trope that's called the white savior, that yeah. a, a person of color gets himself in a situation and only can get out of it, or the whole point of the movie is that a white person does a good thing for them, or they like get to know each other better, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, yeah. right? And that's what won over other movies that had people of color kind of getting mm-hmm. out themselves out of their own sticky situations, of their own agency. Mm-hmm. I get that. I mm-hmm. totally understand that. But honestly, like, I just liked Green Book best. That's a great movie. Yeah? Yeah. Watch it. So I kind of like that. I kind of also was a little bit bummed that Rami Malek won for... Really? Yeah, not that he was bad as Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. I just, like, he was great. I just thought everybody else in that category was better. Was really good, yeah. Like, every one of those actors did such a good job. And I'm reading today all about this guy. He's a Canadian guy. Sings in, like, a Christian rock band. Is a vocal doppelganger for Freddie Mercury. Oh, yeah. He's incredible, eh? He did all the singing. Yeah. So what is Rami Malek winning for? Lip syncing? Lip syncing. But and like the characteristics and the, the voice and I talking and the, and the way you moved. He like studied every single movement, you know? Okay. Did a well good job on that. Same with Christian Bale for Dick Cheney. Oh, that Vice. was incredible. Yeah. Right? He did such a good job. He didn't look like himself at all. No. It was impressive, yeah. So those are my only two, like, weirdo beefs. But otherwise, mm. you know what I loved about the Oscars last night? What was that? Capes are in, honey. Oh. Everyone was wearing a cape. What's the deal? <laughs> Tomorrow you're going to come strutting in with a cape. Well, yeah. You should. I think capes should make a big comeback. They're so cool. You feel They're very cool. cool wearing a cape, oh, everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I love Victoria headlines. Like, the big top stories in Victoria are, like... Bike lanes, bridges, <laughs> mm-hmm. trees, yes. beautiful cherry blossoms. I know last week a lot of people were uh, kind of freaking out because there was some information being spread online saying that uh, cherry blossoms are going to be cut down in Victoria. And uh, that's not the case. <laughs> it's not? It, well, they, it kind of is, but that's not the full story. It's, that's how I, I see kind of information being spread on the internet. That happens, right? Right. Read the whole article. Um, they're saying that uh, it was a bit misleading, and it's kind of disappointing that that is what got picked up because they're actually investing in managing, protecting, and expanding our urban forests. And what was communicated was uh, a little bit untrue that they're cutting down the cherry trees. Instead, they're getting rid of the ones that are already affected by drought and disease, the ones that are already dying, and then they're replacing them with native and drought-resistant species that hopefully will flower as well. Oh! Yeah, so they're just trying to make it better, and they're trying to get rid of all the dead trees and put in new good ones that are resistant to drought and that will last longer. Oh. Yeah. Um, Do you ever hear that thing, Jen? Where how uh, you have two ears and one mouth, so you should listen twice as much as you speak. Oh, 
the entire internet is taking that same logic and going, I have two eyeballs, but I have ten fingers, so I should barf five times as much baloney onto comment sections as I ever read. Uh, mm-hmm. uh. I'm looking at pictures right now, Jenny. The uh, very first to Tim Hortons in China opened up. Cool. The lineup is nuts. Like People were going crazy uh, to try it out. It's interesting. It's like... It really does have the Canadian flair to it. Like, even mm-hmm. all the decorations and everything is very maple leafy and kind of classic Tim Hortons and all that. Um, I wonder who's really going there. It's likely, I would say, like, people who live in China mm-hmm. but are from Canada and kind of know it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because if you're just visiting China from Canada, you want to take in the Chinese culture. Yeah, you, you probably don't want to go to Tim Hortons unless you wanted something familiar, which seems weird to do on traveling yeah. right yeah. yeah but if you live there full time you're like oh i'm feeling homesick i'm going to get a double double it makes a little bit of sense but listen to the stuff they have there maple and hazelnut ice caps yeah that sounds good these are like exclusive editions nice. matcha and hazelnut <gasps> latte I don't, what is Dude, what is even matcha, matcha? it's like a green tea sort of like powder oh it's really good delish yeah i have those in my smoothies like listen a little to- scoops of matcha it's really delicious i want that in in canadian timorans Salted egg yolk flavored Timbit. It's probably really good. That sounds amazing. It's probably very, very good. All right, Canada Tim Hortons, enough fooling around. <laughs> let's get that. Like, come on, like, let's all celebrate your first Chinese restaurant. Let's get, th- I want to try salted egg yolk flavored Timbit. Mm-hmm. Let's get her going. Matcha latte, yeah, so good. Paul, you were telling me about this this kind of new trend of a, a semi-permanent tattoo, and it really piqued my interest as someone who is kind of afraid of commitment. You are <laughs> such a rarity, I think, in this building, in I our know. generation. And so many people are like, oh, you work for The Zone. Like, I expect you to have tattoos. Everyone thinks I have tattoos and are surprised when I say that I don't, but I don't have a single tattoo. Oh, I don't have a single the piercing. Of like, yeah, 18 yeah. and 40. Like, how do you not have any tattoos? You would think. Yeah, no, I'm just like, I think there's like, yeah, fear of commitment. I have <laughs> this one tattoo idea that I've had for five years. It's just never been, you know, top of my priority list. Because I'm like, what if in another five years I don't like it anymore? Good. Good for you. But I, I still want it. Well, good. Keep wanting it. Yeah. One day get it, you know? Mm-hmm. But because I can tell you as a guy who's like been through laserings and come going for a cover up in a couple of right. weeks. Like I just like I have had a, quite a journey with tattoos. I love most of my tattoos, <laughs> but, you know, it's been a process. Okay. So I've been saying this for a long time. Like there should be semi permanent tattoos. Once I would love one that lasted for like a year at a time. Yeah. Something like, you know, it's like there's got to be a way to do it or something where it just like fades with your skin after a year or goes away. Especially because like what appealed to me when I was a kid, when I was like 17, 18, getting my first tattoos, the like big, bright, colorful tattoos. Mm -hmm. Now my favorite tattoo is like small and just black. Mm. Those are the ones that are very trendy right now. But again, so that might go out of style five, 10 years from right. now that like Pinterest. I know when you're in a tattoo shop, they talk about like ooh, Pinterest tattoos yeah. because people see these like it's birds or it's a heart or it's like script that says like mm. live, laugh, love or whatever it is. You know, they're small tattoos and they put them on you, but like trendy that could go out of style. Right. Well, now I found this place. It's called inkbox.com and they will design you up either a custom deal or you can pick from the tattoos they have. Mm-hmm. You put it on. It's not like those temporary tattoos we had when you're a kid. 
No. Um, it actually goes into the dermis layer of your skin or a layer, so it's like it stains it. It looks like a real tattoo, right? But this you only have for eight to eighteen days. I could get into that. It's cheap. It's like twenty, thirty bucks, mm-hmm. depending on the size. And but like, go to a festival or go on vacation or something and have a little cool tattoo. I don't know. Is this cool or is this take away completely from the permanent cool factor of tattoos? You know what I think is this is good for is someone who is looking to get a tattoo, um, but they want to see if like the placement is right uh-huh. at first. So yeah. they want to try it on different parts of their body just to see what it looks like right. at the beginning. You know, say you want this like cool thing on your arm or you're not sure if you want it on your arm or your shoulder. Mm-hmm. So you like put it on you know, both and see what feels the best. Like right. a good way to test out tattoos. You know, maybe kind of dip Could your toe be. into the water. Could be, yeah, and just see how it feels or or just, or again, yeah, if you want like, you know, the Deathly Hallows thing tattooed on yeah. you, but you don't want, think you'll want it 20 days from now. Yeah, worth giving a shot. I'm just, it's okay at 18 days, but I'm mm. saying do one that is like for a year or yeah. even a five-year tattoo commitment. That will be a million-dollar hit for sure. It's really nice to see one of our Vancouver Island distilleries won a a huge prize in the gin world. Mm. Uh, Sheringham Distillery, that's over in uh, Shirley. Have you been to Shirley? Of course, Shirley's Shirley's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Their seaside gin won best contemporary gin in the world, in the entire world. Number one which is just incredible to see. Um, apparently this gin has like some kelp in it. What? Yeah. And that's kind of what gives it like a kind of like an earthy kind of taste. Okay. It says the kelp also ties all the botanicals together and balances them out and gives them a sense of umami. I could. Okay. All right. I kind of know what that is. Yeah. I f- could feel that because I think that and I could be wrong. And if there's any like good <laughs> cocktail people who know better than I do, but I think that. When I ruin gin, usually with a bunch of vermouth and um, uh, uh, olive uh, juice Mm -hmm. to make it like a nice, dirty and wet martini, that's how I like them. I think umami is the flavor that you're getting from that. Umami. So if you do that in a cool way with kelp. And it kind of, you know, puts it perfectly in the place of Vancouver Island. It kind of sets the scene as well, sure, right? Adding yeah. that kelp. So, yeah, I mean, I would recommend giving it a try then. Yummers. If it's the best in the world right here on the island, that's going to do such wonders for that company. Again, it's the Sheringham Distillery. We saw that with Crown Royal. Remember when it got yeah. uh, the the best whiskey of the year Yes. Uh, for their Northern Harvest ride? How quickly that sold off the shelves. So I'm sure it'll be the same for them. So yeah. it's huge for them. Nice to see. I'm just doing a chuckle because if you're on your way home right now, yeah, in the sunshine, okay, beautiful sun setting in the British Columbia sky. It's very beautiful out there. Um, I'm reading right now that um, apparently John Horgan mm-hmm. was saying that the Colwood Crawl should be renamed the Sandwich Stall. No, is it Sandwich? Yeah, he was talking to the Victoria Chamber of Commerce today. And he said uh, he was addressing concerns about that stretch of highway connecting the West Shore to downtown. West Shore to downtown. Callwood Crawl. Callwood Crawl. Sandwich Stall. It should be Sandwich Stall. It really is more so, you're kind of like you're bunged up in Sandwich than you are in Callwood, aren't you? I guess so. Yeah, it's kind of between there. Whatever. I like the Callwood Crawl. I know. It does what sound other, better. Callwood Crawl sounds better. Like? I don't know. Here's a Here, by the way, is our premier who was tweeting today with... 
the actress who played Captain Janeway on Star Trek Voyager, mm-hmm. saying that she was the best of the Star Trek captains. Okay. Captain Where Janeway was fine. Captain Janeway was a fine Wait. Star Trek captain. She was good, but you're telling me oh, how that she is this? better than Captain just... John Luke Picard? Okay. Ridiculous! How are we supposed to okay. take you seriously as a premier? I'm just so ridiculous. I'm so confused how I said, here's your weather, and you got onto this topic. Okay. How did this happen? Anybody? Go ahead. Feel free to call oh me right God. now. I'll give you my personal. We have to leave, so I'll give you my personal yes. phone number. Call me at home. Okay. Let's talk all night. Jan- Captain Janeway better than John Luke Picard. Out. Outrageous. Tonight it's supposed to get down to minus two. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy day. We might see some flurries tomorrow evening. It'll drop down to minus one. Uh, right now it is four degrees. The sun is setting and it's beautiful in Victoria. All right, have a good evening. Enterprise Thank D, you better listening. galaxy class starship, flagship of the Federation, better than Voyager. <laughs> Today is pink shirt day. Yeah. Yeah, so everyone's wearing pink shirt in support of anti-bullying or against yeah. bullying. Um, of course, this day started in 2007 in Nova Scotia when a bunch of grade 12 students noticed that a grade 9 student was getting bullied for wearing a pink shirt on the first day of school. So what they decided to do is stand up against that bully and distribute a whole bunch of pink shirts to everyone at the school and Mm -hmm. they kind of stood in solidarity with this grade 9 student, which is pretty amazing. And I think that's what pink shirt day is all about is standing up to that kind of behavior. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I was just rewatching. I made a video a bunch of years ago, Jen, about mm. um, about how you can stand up for yourself. Because whenever I think about bullying and everything, I always think about like what you can do personally if you are being bullied or mm. whatever. Um, to just like make yourself strong against it and just like pour yourself into the things you loved. And when I was a kid, if I was ever having a rough time, luckily I had like a really amazing group of friends that were uh, so helpful and made me feel so much better. Mm-hmm. This year, though, I know a big focus about Pink Shirt Day is the online bullying. Yeah. Cyberbullying. And it's a whole new frontier of just horribleness out there and a whole terrible battlefield that kids have to go through. And I feel it's so awful. Yeah, because when we used to go to school, if we were bullied, we'd go home and we'd have a bit of an escape. Totally. But now with cyber and online, you know, sometimes it feels like there isn't an escape. And I think it's so important that if you see anyone, you know, commenting mean things to people Mm -hmm. that it's okay to stand up for people who are getting bullied. If they themselves can't do it, be that person that steps in and shows them that that behavior is not okay. And I think it's important for us as adults. Yes. To be good role models online. Absolutely. I'm surprised to see, you know, that there are still adults acting terribly to people online where we should (laughs) be the ones, you know, acting with kindness and and kind of leading the the trail for that and being good role models for children. A thousand percent. Yeah. Um, It's important, I think, for everyone at any age, but especially younger kids to realize the disconnect between um, what is real and what is just online Mm -hmm. and to just like be able to separate yourself from the constant just noise and awfulness and disconnect that is the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, And also... Um, for us all, like you say, to stand up and make sure that to people who are being crummy online and who are actively engaging in bullying and cyberbullying, 
um, that they should have to face real-world consequences for the crummy things that they do mm-hmm. online. Okay, do you want to talk yeah. about the Garfield thing instead? Oh, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just got riled up off the air because we were okay. talking about uh, the new Captain Marvel movie yeah. and just trolls in general, just ruining good things, you know? <laughs> they really do. Entertainment is supposed to be something that, you know, is an escape from the real life. It's supposed to be a happy thing, you know? We're supposed to learn from it and have that release of, like, happiness and yeah. um, it's supposed to be a creative outlet. Yeah. And then there's trolls and they just come in and ruin it for everyone and get me all riled up. Okay, so, two things. Uh, okay. Number one, Whew, promise me we can talk about the Garfield thing later I would love on, to so. talk okay. about the Garfield okay, thing. Okay, good. We'll talk about that later. Two, can I, can I provide just a little context? Please, yes. Okay. yes. So there's this like thing going on right now where um, trolls, internet trolls, and like these like whiny butthurt dudes are trying to tank the new Captain Marvel movie with this yeah. strong female lead. We've seen it before with the new Star Wars movies. Uh, we saw it before with the new Ghostbusters uh, movie. So Rotten Tomatoes, mm. the movie aggregator website, review website, is trying to take action over this. Nice. They're trying to like get rid of the like pre-reviews that people haven't even seen the movie yet. Okay. So they're trying to like tank it. So they're just getting rid of those. And that I'm is so great. happy. Isn't that good? This is what we need to do. <laughs> okay. Twitter, take notice. Facebook, everywhere. Yes. No matter what it is, if it's like dudes trying to take down female-fronted movies or it's internet bullies like we're talking about today for Pink Shirt Day, whatever it is, these social medias, these online websites and forums, do what you can. It's not going to be perfect, but please try and cut these trolls off at the knees if you can. Yes. They're ruining all our nice things. Yes. So thank you to Rotten Tomatoes for fighting back against these people who have, yeah, exactly like you said, these are movies that haven't even come out yet. And already, well, it started with a 96 review before, uh, 96% review before um, even being right. released And those to are the public. critics. Those are like those critics, are critics who get previews to see it. Exactly. Those scores were plummeted in the last few weeks down to 54%. Because of trolls. Because of trolls. Trolls. Get back under your bridge, you trolls. (laughs) No internet Wi-Fi down there for you. Okay, let's talk about the Garfield phones now. Tell me this story. This (laughs) is so great. Okay, so every year on a, a beach in France... A whole bunch of those old Garfield telephones, like those plastic Garfield telephones that used to be popular, like way back when. No, no, no. Describe Like novelty <laughs> Garfield, you know, the orange cat. Yes. And then you pick up the phone, but it's just like his face. Anyway, so these phones <laughs> were just rolling up on this beach in France every single year. And they found about like 200 of them. And they have no idea where they have like where they came from they're thinking that like a shipping container maybe going from the states to Europe okay just accidentally dumped a whole bunch of them in the ocean but they're or like had a mishap but they weren't popular since like the 1980s yeah these are like classic corded landline yeah. Novelty Garfield shape. And I think what's so weird about it too is that they are in like pristine condition. Just mm. thinking about that, that the ocean doesn't really, you know, dissolve plastic. It just turns into microplastic after yeah, the years. Right. And after that many years, since the eighties, those are still in perfect condition. It gets me concerned about like what else is in the ocean, you know? What else is rolling up on oceans? <sighs> 
this we need to learn from this. We don't need this yeah, crap, everybody. we don't need all this plastic. There, maybe we're not making like novelty Garfield corded landline phones anymore, <laughs> but we're still making just novelty trash. Junk. Stop with this yeah. stuff. Yeah, but what a throwback seeing those on the shores. Yeah. Oh, I love this news that came out yesterday uh, that New West Minister is the first uh, school district to provide free pads and tampons for school bathrooms, like in high schools and middle schools, elementary schools, which I think is just fantastic. Wait a minute. That's not already the case. You no. can't just walk into a ladies bathroom and just if you need something, it's just there. No, actually, I remember being in uh, I think it was middle school and I was in need of a tampon and I finally went to one of those coin dispensers that they had in the bathroom but there wasn't it wasn't filled it had never been filled what so not only was it you know 25 cents to a dollar to get one there was actually no product in it and being oh that age and being unsure about your body and kind of embarrassed about things mm, of course yeah. you don't need to be but that is how you feel at that age because it's so new and you feel so different um yeah that's not something you want to go talk to someone about right um, so having those easily accessible for, for you know, children and mm-hmm. for people who are, you know, new to the thing, I think that's fantastic. And I really hope the rest of BC listens to what New West Minister is doing and kind of follows suit. There is a cat video fest happening in Victoria. I'm so happy that it's happening. In Victoria? And I would like to go if you'd like to go with me. Yeah, of course I'll be your date to that. Of course. Thank you. Okay, so it's called Cat Video Fest, and uh, a bunch of people just went through a whole bunch of different cat videos online and perfectly curated 70 minutes of the most compelling cat content, and they're doing it in like a big premiere, like a video festival. Um, it's happening on March 15th at the Victoria Event Center. Wow. Tickets are 12 bucks, and what's great about it, too, is that uh, a portion of the proceeds will be going towards Cat's Cradle Animal Rescue. I should say. Yeah. That's so good. Pretty great. Of all time, mm-hmm. your favorite cat video? Oh, the one that goes like this. I can't show you my face because it goes pretty, pretty weird when I do this. Yes. It's my impersonation of that video. That is so spot on. It's like we played the video, but I swear we did it. That was Jenny making that, that noise. I, You turned your back to me, and then I also looked away. It was very awkward, though, whatever your face you were making. No eye contact allowed while I yeah. do that. Yeah, I have to make a weird face to do it. But that's my favorite video of all time. How about you? Sweet. I like the one. It's lesser known. That's a mm-hmm. famous one. I like the one where uh, they put the toothbrush in the cat's mouth. Oh, yeah. And then the cat, like, looks like it's seeing the universe. <laughs> and then the Doctor Who theme song comes on oh, all around yes. it. That's, well, for some reason, it just makes me so happy. That's a great thing. I think that's one of, like, the most joyous activities is just watching cat videos on the internet. Whenever I'm really stressed out, I put on a cat video. Okay. And what a great thing to be doing that in a big group of people, just all together, having a joyous moment watching cat videos. The next time you're having a minute mm-hmm. with cat videos, I'm going to send you this link. I saw this like photography project today Yeah, where this photographer took a bunch of pictures of dudes with their cats because they were like, what's this silly cliche of like the crazy cat lady? Oh, yeah. No. Dudes, men are so in love with their cats, too. Did you, you know? You. Oh, my God. If you saw me alone with my cat, it is sickening. 
how much we love each other. We she licks my beard. Oh, I tell her she's pretty. And she's like, do you know what I mean? I have yeah. a tattoo of her. Mm-hmm. I'm nuts for my cat, and I am not alone. So many men love their cats. So I'll send you this photography project. That'd be great. Thank you. Well, John A. McDonald's ghost, Jenny West. <laughs> We're talking about John A. McDonald again. Yeah, here it is. Um, I saw a thing on the news about how uh, now it's coming. It's time for us to decide. What are we going to do with this statue that we took down out of City Hall? Right. Isn't it just in storage right now or something? Yeah, that's right. It's in the warehouse from the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, yes. Yeah, they boarded it up and <laughs> right. put it, and then, then the guy was like, top, man, and then they put it to the back of the warehouse. Right. So what do we want to do? Um, one of the more popular ideas, and I think I can get down with this as well, is put it in a museum. Yeah. When you put a statue in public, you're literally putting it on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. You're aggrandizing the, the subject of that statue. When you put it in a museum, that's a place of learning and, and education. education. Yes, that's you're a good idea. You're contextualizing the person. Yes. And you can learn the good things and the bad things that they did about them. Mm-hmm. And learn. I really love that idea, actually. And I think that it should be used for educational purposes. Um, I know what was really interesting about this article in Czech today um, was that the person who actually sculpted the the thing in 1981, he actually didn't know about residential schools, which is interesting. And he said, I'm ashamed to say it, but... In my education, my upbringing, we did not talk about it. I never heard and about it growing up. Really? Never. You didn't? Oh, we talked about it in social studies. Um, it was just like a, a few-week uh, segment in our social studies class. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it should have been way more. This is a huge part of Canada's history. Yeah. Um, but he just says he also agrees this should be used for education. Look, it was more, it was a contentious issue. Mm-hmm. And whenever I find that whenever these issues do get contentious and you get like a lot of vitriol on both sides, what really would bring people together is a greater understanding of the issue yes. and greater education. So that's why I'm all for it. We got to stick this thing somewhere. Where would you want to put the Johnny McDonald statue in Victoria? Paul over here is just laughing about this new Netflix documentary called Behind the Curve. It's a flat earther documentary. Yeah, it's these uh, flat earth people. It's a documentary and they're trying to prove that the world is flat. In the documentary? Yeah. Okay. And um, what I think is going to be the entire documentary, I just watched like a minute long clip of it, is this guy who's convinced the earth is flat and he sets up a little experiment, very simple, involving like a camera and a light and two boards with holes cut in them. And he's saying that like uh, he should be able to hold them exactly at 17 feet off the ground because if that if he can, um, you know, it's like that means that the earth is flat. If the earth is curved, then it won't. Okay. And it's hilarious as like as he proves his own his own experiment backfires. Obviously, it does. Yeah. And proves that the earth is curved. Oh, my gosh. And just the look on his face, he's just like, oh, (laughs) that's interesting. (laughs) It's like, yeah. And there's so many of these experiments. And that's why it's so wild to me, this flat earth thing. It's like, there's so many easy things that you can do to prove to yourself that the earth is round. Yep. Just do them and then... And then you'll figure Move it out. Move on with your life. Yeah, oh, and join man. the rest of us on the round earth that we all live on. Wow. It's, oh my God. So that that one minute uh, clip just gave me such the lulls, and I can't believe it. And it's on Netflix, looks like now, Ooh. Behind the Curve. So uh, you can check that out and just have yourself a real good chuckle. Yeah, I'm going to give that one a watch for sure. 
Paul, I immediately thought of you when I saw this uh, news release about the new Star Wars Galaxy Edge mm. at Disney's Hollywood studio. We've been talking about this a lot on the Geek Out podcast. Oh, you have? Yep. Oh, of course you have. The zone.fm slash podcast. Yeah, we're excited about this. Okay, so tell me everything that's exciting about it. Well, it's going to be a whole land full of like a bunch of Star Wars stuff. So this and- is... Yeah, the largest single-themed land expansion yeah. at both Disneyland Park and Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's huge. It looks really, really great. I know. Yeah, and um, you know what? I, I liked, before when you went to Disneyland, there was one ride, Star Tours, mm-hmm. that was about Star Wars. And, of course, like, you've never been to Disneyland, but when you're, go- you're like, oh, the lineups are so long. Yeah, okay. But when you're waiting in line... You're waiting in like a building that feels like ride. Oh, okay. like the lineup is the experience as well because like there's so much stuff going on and there's like a robot next to you and it's like saying things and there's things to look at and touch and there's so much going on in those lines. Yeah, this is not just like you standing in the sun between a rope waiting to get on a roller coaster. Uh, okay, okay. So and I loved that because. It felt like you were in the Star Wars galaxy. There was so much to do there in mm. that one ride. I can't even imagine this whole world full of Star Wars stuff. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to drink blue milk. Oh! Do you get that reference? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing about um, Disneyland for me is I just don't want to go. And I know that sounds so stupid. You're like, Jenny, you're dumb. It's, it's so good. It's the same sort of feeling I get when I think about like, Las Vegas, right? right? It's just like throwing money at like consuming things, which I get like Star Wars and like these are huge pop culture like monsters that have had so much influence on people's lives. And I get that it is like a magical place and stuff, but I don't know if I'd spend the money to go. Think of it this way. Okay. What do we always say? The one thing you spend money on that actually makes you richer Real estate. No way. Um, <laughs> is a traveling and experience. Yeah, traveling. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. But you want to go and do a, like the, the culture. You want to go to Italy and feed the ducks or whatever. But listen, <laughs> go Disneyland is and it is expensive. I wish yeah. I could just give you a thousand dollars for you to spend twenty minutes at Disneyland. Me but too. like, d- take, do it, experience it. It is fun. It is a fun experience. Go with your boyfriend who loves Disneyland so mm-hmm. much. Have that fun. That's an experience you spend money on. You have those memories forever. Don't. Buy the you know, like stupid backpack that looks like Chewbacca. Yeah. Don't buy all the crap because it is. It is made for like everywhere you turn is just gift shop, gift shop, trying to suck money out of your soul. Don't don't do any of that. Just go buy the ticket, ride the rides, do the experiences, enjoy it in that way. Mm-hmm. I think you would love it. Okay, you may have convinced me. All right, it's time for your shout outs off the zones text line. I want to start with one. It's my mom's birthday. I love her a lot. She's the hardest working person that I know. She works in film. She has like 16-hour days. Whoa. And she has been for a very long time. What movies has she worked on recently that I would know? Um, uh, She's working on some Marvel stuff right now. What? (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, Mom. Did you know that, Brian, that Jenny's mom works on Marvel movies? Not movies, TV shows right now. Still? Sorry. What the heck? Why have you been hiding this from us? (laughs) You guys are so excited. Yeah, we want to have her as a guest on our podcast. We can ask her a million questions about the Punisher. Is he cool? You guys calm down. Calm down, Brian. No, calm down. She just does like, she does like um, traffic coordination. Like, so she like 
gets people on flights, like the actors on flights to their... That's still so cool! The actors? <laughs> I mean, she's working on, what is it called? Uh, like Arrow? Oh, that's not Marvel. That's DC. Oh, Never that's mind. DC. Oh. I'm, I'm, <laughs> turn my mic off. Yeah, I'm not excited anymore. <laughs> I rescind my happy birthday to your mom. <laughs> she's not cool anymore. Yeah, DC sucks. <laughs> no wonder you kept this shameful secret. Oh, that was perfect. Oh, God. Okay, so Arrow is not Marvel. No. God. No. Probably like, Jay's no, probably no. like, yeah, I'm adopted. I yeah. think, uh... Okay, so sorry, oh, Mom. Okay. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. Hi, Podcast Pal. I'm the Zone's resident geek, Webmeister Bud. I'm DJ Brian Boitano. I'm Newshound Art Aronson. I'm fangirl Kirsten James. And I'm loud boy, Paul Blasino. Collectively, we are nuts about the wide, swirling world of geek culture, and we talk technology. Comic books. Movies. TV shows. Then I say something. And, of course, we bring it to you from that uniquely Zone perspective. Fact. I give it a solid six. Fuck. Nice. The Zone's Geek Out Podcast. Listen through the zone.fm slash podcast or wherever fine podcasts are sold.